time for the other three amigos podcast. Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Support the pod on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Tota. Other three amigos podcast. Your unofficial Cork City FC podcast. On this week's Other Three Amigos podcast, Academy Watch, Ref Watch, Beard Watch, Website Watch, Vietnam Watch, Fantasy Football Watch, Sligo Watch, Jack Watch, Decky Watch, Shells Watch, and more watching. Welcome along to you. Good evening. Good welcome. Good evening. Good welcome. Good welcome. Welcome along to the Other Three Amigos podcast. We're on season three, episode eight. I'm going to say hello to my amigos, Wayne Mullins. Hola. Hello, Wayne. Hola. Hello to you, Declan McCormack. Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? Great. Absolutely great. And we've got him returning from Tala. Uh, it's, it's producer Dan. Hello, producer Dan. Hello. I miss you. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, so challenge, j- just very, very quickly, very quickly. Dan 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 challenge dan challenge dan. Um, we are currently in the middle of a challenge. So Dan, he's he's unshaven at the moment. He can't shave until we reach nine points. We're on five at the moment. Um, you're looking well. So just if we we get to put a picture up, but he has been trimming up which we've discovered there but we've just told you you must have hairy neck and hairy cheeks there's nothing you could do about it okay hairy cheeks hairy necks are part of the talent and he also has a moustache which doesn't quite connect with the beard uh, so he's looking quite gringo-ish um, so that's currently in play um, judging by the fixtures the earliest you can get it now is the 31st of March then okay, um, okay. just to let you know that it's just okay. the cheeks on my face now or oh <laughs> Terrible. Um, but um, so that's that, okay? So that's where we are. I know that Keen Coburn and Keen Coleman has put in a, a suggestion, but we, we, we're in the middle of a challenge. We can't do it. Uh, we're in the middle of the challenge, Danny. Cannot shave until City reach nine points in the league, okay? Say beep, beep. I'm a Steven. Say beep, beep. I'm a Steven. Declan McCormick. do it again. Hello, Declan. Uh, just very quickly, you're after saying hello to all of us, but any special welcome for our special listeners this week? Our special listeners? Who could you be talking about? <laughs> well, isn't this the week that the Shells, the Shells media team always tuned in to um, get material for the players' WhatsApp group to motivate them before they come down to play us? So I presume... It's two, a two years, years since you whole, made, right? You got, yeah, since Ryan whole, Brennan scored whole, yeah. and did the shush yeah. to you and put it up on social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah. Two, two years, years since that yeah, but look. Okay. So they're tuned in again. Who's he saying for now? Be sure. So, Drahada. Drahada. Um, so we will have a, re- a visit of Brian Brennan this year. Actually, the next match on the thirty first is, is a visit from him. I think. Is he um, said shit. <laughs> 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 so hello to the Shells Media Team. Welcome along to you guys. Welcome along. I F H S. Um. Okay. Stephen of the week, Declan. Oh, sure, look, I mean, could it be anybody else? Could it possibly be anybody else? Only Arnold Hunter. Um, special mention for Barlow, the man who went down in the box. Um, yeah, Declan Boyle in commentary, you know, when Barlow goes down, his exact wording is Barlow is the king of getting fouls and free kicks. 
even his own co-commentator is one step away from calling him a cheat like um, but but uh, and we talk about it later on but that's football like isn't it that's that's just football it is yeah it is but I can still call we can still call him both Stevens for the week like I mean you know that's that's podcasting so you know isn't it funny though that his surname is Hunter for Stephen, like, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, it is, isn't it? I think. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Um, um, yeah. Right. So we, uh, we, go, we go with Mister Hunter with a, a special mention for Mister Barlow. There you go. That's your Stephen of the week. <laughs> Young players go free. Never ascend. Heads to Cork City. Uh, okay. The Academy. Um, guys, just a quick one. Did you see the Academy Rewind, which is all the goals from the games in the 4th and 5th up on YouTube? Yes, I did, Jack. No? It was good. It was good. Enjoyed it. Uh, very good. Uh, Dan just disappeared off my screen there, but I I, I thought that was good. Um, okay, the uh, so here we are at the moment. So the under-15s, they beat Treaty United by six goals to two. Luke Harley, Jade Numa, Dylan O'Connell, Ro- and I know I'm going to make this one wrong, Rossa McGarralt, Ross, Rossa McGarald, um got two goals and Charlie Hanover um, any of you speak Irish lads you, Deck you're from Bween do you speak Irish is that a Gwaeltog area is it? <laughs> no it's not a Gwaeltog area no I have no Elaine Gwaeltog so I presume Rossa is that Ross and then Mickey Mac, Mac yeah. maybe I, I thought you were right Ross, Irish. I thought you were right Rossa McGarald. I thought that was Ross and McGarrett. There you go. That's what uh, with two goals. So the under 15s um, destroying Treaty. Um, under 14s, I found the missing score. If you remember last week, we couldn't find it. I'm not going to repeat it. Um, it. That's the reason it wasn't put up, basically. It was um, it was a victory. That's all we say for Cork City, uh, under 14s. Under 17s, Matthew Moore and Matthew Murray involved in the Ireland under 17s. Um, they're playing a year above their age and they've just qualified for the Euros. Is that right, Declan? That's right, Chad. They, they beat Cyprus today. Um, a winner six minutes into injury time to take them through. So, fantastic achievement. Coached by Colin O'Brien, Cork City legend. So, yeah, look, fantastic for the two lads and, and fantastic for everybody involved. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Dan, you, Dan, Dan, what, what, what T-shirt have you got on there? What's that? Is that a, what's that? What's that say? The, my jumper. Yeah, what's it say? Uh, the Jockey Club, Cheltenham. The Jockey Club in Cheltenham. Oh my yeah. God. Right. Who did you rob that off? The Fadder. The Fadder. The Fadder. Um, so, um, yeah, listen, we're going to have Cheltenham tips all throughout the week. Um, we're not. Because Dan, Dan Dan, likes to think he does stuff with horses. Uh, but he doesn't really. He just goes down to Ruby Welch or someone like that and says, hello. Isn't that right, Dan? Correct. That's right, Dan. Um, right, our women's, uh, they lost to Galway United with an 89th minute goal. You may have seen that, um, but that will be um, that will be on last Damas. That will be on last Damas. Anything else you want to pick up on there, guys, before we move? No, no I think I'm good. Yeah, we're good. We're good with the academy. Uh, so the 15 is a good win. The All the games are on Rebel Army TV. Wayne, have you been watching Rebel Army TV or was that just the week that you were sick? That was the week I was sick. Okay, see, so, okay. Uh, and the Academy Rewind was really good uh, on YouTube. Put up all the goals from the fourth and the fifth. It's time! This is Kermi Watch. On the other three Kermi podcast. All heal our supreme leader. Der Motyash.
kidding. There was... Has someone kidnapped a dog or something there? Because I can hear like ho- wolves howling or something like that. Is that someone? Oh, Who's dog? It's me, yeah. It's, it's next door neighbor. It's next door neighbor. Jesus. Dog. You want to tell her, go in and tell her shut up, will you? Um, <laughs> Christ almighty. Um, is that her? Yeah, your actual quite, next door neighbor? Quite, quite possibly. <laughs> um, okay. It's her growler. Is, is, is she in heat? <laughs> what? It's her growler. It's her growler. Um, okay, there was an announcement today. Uh, well, it was an announcement. It was planning events, basically. Um, and that Dermot Usher has come out with the new um, kind of corporate kind of nights uh, events that he's looking to do. Uh, so the 2023 event packages were launched. Um, I went to go onto the website and it just wouldn't load. Um, but what I did notice is yesterday I was looking for information as well. And the website actually hasn't been updated since um, since before the Shamrock Rovers match. There was all, all you need to know about Shamrock Rovers. It's been a week. The, the league table, actually, the, so the men's league table, we're second, lads. We are second in the league, according to the Cork City website. Um, we've we've played five matches. Everyone else has played one and two. But we are second in the league, which is good. Uh, the women's one, they, the website is a mess at the moment. Um, and I understand, I mean, I'm still trying to, I just clicked it there. It's still low, It's loading here. <laughs> Wayne, you've done some testing, haven't you? Yeah, I did. I did. T- we noticed this um, two days ago. Well, I did anyway. I did twelve tests on it, and the quickest was one minute twenty nine seconds to load. Um, like the worst. I say even the worst part. The worst part is the advert on it. Pop ups. Yeah, I, like that's the stuff yeah. you expect on Pornhub. Like you know, <laughs> um, like we should, we're a professional football club. It's an official website. We should be not looking for Google clicks. I don't know suppose, I suppose no, there's no, there's, there's, there's the no suppose like. about it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, we shouldn't have it. It's, it. It looks terrible. And like it's in the way of what you're trying to look at. Get rid of it. You're making no mobile cent. app. And, and mobile is, is it's very hard. It's, it, yeah, I see all the ads and stuff like that there. They're not great. And, like. and like you, you want people to go to this website to see sponsors and stuff on it. And why would you click on a website when it's just a, it's, it's like that? Well, uh, so I clicked that as I was going in. So it was loading and loading and loading and loading. And eventually it came up. Sorry, we're doing some work on the site. Um, so like it even took like a minute and a half for just this page to load. Yeah, it's it's the website has been iffy like for a while, but like it's always been kind of slow and the ads have always annoyed me, you know, but Jesus, like it's not it hasn't been updated in like you can pre-order the away shirt at the moment. Uh, which is great because that was released about three weeks ago, uh, four yeah. weeks ago. And the league table's not updated. There's no statistics. There's what nothing you see, on there. You see, this was updated and this, I think, was created by someone involved in Forest. You know, that they had a, a reason to do it. But now maybe they're not being asked to do it. Maybe they've been pushed aside. Maybe whoever's in charge of it just doesn't need to do it anymore. But this is the basics of a football club. It's a website, social media. You want to get sponsors in, you have to have a website. You have to have social media up to date. And this wasn't updated for a week. It hasn't uh, been that's, updated. That's not acceptable. I, th- I think it was last updated club. before the UCD game. I, I, yeah. I, I can't be... And you know, when it was first built, it was, it was a great site. Like, And it was it was always it was always kept up to date, to be fair. Um, and when it wasn't, we pointed it out and it was done the next day. But um, I think now the club need to get their finger out and get it sorted. So the, I've eventually got the um, the package open. I had to go on the um, the share 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're sharing stuff from our Cork City FC dot share point as well, which I presume could be kind of, I reckon, could be a bit dodgy sharing that information, that website. I can see OneDrive forward slash personal a howie underscore. Like, I mean, if you want, yeah, that's the, if I, so I, if I click the one to download the Cork City FC, it's dash my dot sharepoint dot com on forward slash personal forward slash a howie underscore cork city fc that's that that's dodgy here anyway anyway look that that's that and um, so the the packages they've announced they are basically looking um they've got that pre-match meal uh, for 10 people um before the shamrock rovers game um and there's golf days in the k club any of you play golf we don't because we were going to enter before no. we, none of us play golf no um there was a statement came out and um, basically he, he launched the event packages for company. The recently appointed owner of Cork City FC is looking to build on relationships with local businesses. And what, what he kind of says is that it, what's really important is that from a commercial point of view, people can be involved in the club on a non-match days and shorter support for the club. We are in a position to be able to offer package deals to companies where they can organize a work night out and actually get something in return for their support. Two golf days have been organized with one taking place in Fota Island and the K, the golf club in August, and another in the K club in County Kildare. Um, so what he's kind of said here is um, it's an opportunity for them to start coming back to matches, show their support. I've met with the Dublin Supporters Club, and there's certainly an appetite for it, and any what? of the feedback what? I've gotten so far has been positive. The Dublin Supporters Club. Why would we meet in the Dublin Supporters Club? So I think, the, was this aimed kind of thing at the exiles, um, possibly? The Dublin Cork City Supporters Club, obviously. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Cork City exiles. Dublin well. Supporters yeah. Club. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's. A bunch it's of lads in Cork who are supporting Dublin, no? The 20 lads in Dublin. I tell you, they're all packed in a pub in town, Dublin Supporters Pub, drinking away. Yeah. <laughs> the, um,. The other events, events planned include the football black tie in November, uh, which people will dress in black tie, but can wear whatever they want on their feet to celebrate the end of the season. Uh, so that's that's the whole kind of package thing. Uh, again, we, we kind of said that it's it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's something we've never had. Uh, and uh, yeah, could be good. So look, if we're, if we're branching out to the GA, what harm, like? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It's a two and a half thousand euro package for 10 people. Um, so it just seems that at the moment, uh, this was the new event. They, 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 these are the events that were um, launched uh, today from uh, Dermot Usher. Um, we won't be buying any of them, lads, will we? We can't afford it, can we? No. What's the point, though? The, Dan, are you going to buy one of them out of your Cheltenham winnings? With your jockey club? Oh, you'd, you'd fit in, actually, wouldn't you? Hi, everybody. Look at my jockey club jumper. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it because you'd only mock me, but yeah, I do try to play a bit of golf. Do you actually? Yeah. Uh, I did more so. I, I'm leaving until the summer now because I don't want to get soaked out there. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, yeah. There is a 10,000 euro package. A 10,000 euro package, which gets it. So there's a black tie event at the end of the year, um, which, which I, I look, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, it's already planned. The pre-match event, which uh, in Shamrock Rovers in Dublin, a golf day, academy patronage, women's patronage, company match day, 20 guests, priority on away tickets, sponsors night with men and women's first teams, open training session and provide a match day mascot is 10,000 euros. Um, for, it's for 10, is, yeah, that's, it's there. I mean, it's an option. You know, we've never had anything like that. So you, you never know. You never know. Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. You, you can't criticize yeah. it. Like it's they're trying oh, to do stuff. Trying, I'm, oh, trying to do I'm, new I'm stuff, not criticizing like, it. So. I'm saying I'm saying that, like Jesus, you know, if you're the company with ten people, it was two and a half grand, you get a good day out for golf, you get a meal for ten people before a match. 
it, it, you know, it's two hundred and fifty quid ahead. I think it's I think it's good. Decent. I, I think the yeah. website needs needs work, but um, I think that's that's really good. Um, and the website has like we use that, we go to it all the time and stuff. And I, we did notice we noticed that I think it was last week. I, we kind of noticed it, and then I kind of said maybe it's just not updated, and it still hasn't been updated uh, today before this announcement. So before um, all that. So anyway, that's that. The website. What? How, how, go on, Dick. I was just going to say, speaking of websites, have any of you been on the, the league website? The actual website, is it? The FAI yeah, website? The actual, actual, no, the League of Ireland website, not the FAI website. Tell me about it while I click onto it. Well, we're five weeks in now and there's no security oh. cert on it still. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Oh my God. I just clicked it. Oh my God, they've got no um, certificate. Jesus, mother yeah. of God. 30 quid oh. 30 quid to get you one like if you even want to you can actually get one for you You can actually do that for yeah. free there's a way of doing that for free through cloud there is, yeah, there um, is. but it will yeah. slow down your website uh, which may be the slowness of the Cork City website because they're using Cloudflare which is yeah I see I see it is updated though but uh, thanks for that win um, but uh, yeah that's, that's, that's oh it is updated but as I said and I left it go like we're four weeks in now there's five prime but it's four weeks of action and I've been on it three or four times a week and I go like surely they have it done no surely they have it done no and it's just you brought up websites there like no, I'm saying it no anyway like you know what a load of nonsense like nonsense one minute 29 for the Sucker City website to load Wayne that's not good enough in this day and age is it no it's not and just think that's on broadband imagine if you were living in Decky's house I'm not liking the lack of positivity so far so like can you bring it up a notch <laughs> I will bring up a notch uh, right okay Apparently, I'm to buy LOA TV, which is not true because the stream did go down for the UCD game. Um, it I didn't double go check down for the that. UCD I game. Didn't. It did not go down for the UCD game. It did not. Lads, lads, I, I need to double check into this. My researchers, my researchers, producer Dan has told me that it did go down then. No, it did. No, it did not. He, I, I have the message. I have the message. Not. He said it went down. Uh, Dan, isn't that right? Uh, no. Short of proof. I deleted the message. Buy it, Damien. Oh. Be a man of your word. <laughs> Yeah, show some honour. Speaking of man of words, uh, this weekend we are back at the home ground. Um, now, and I suppose, are we going to see some changes this week, Declan, are we? At the ground? Changes at the ground? Do you mean in the physical ground itself? Are you talking about in the team to play Shelburne? <laughs> so this will be our third home game. Our third home game. Now, um, w- w- the scoreboard I went in, it's great. Okay. But we were told it was temporary. I'm not sure what the permanent one would be up, but I don't, I don't. I think the one that's there is grand. I'm not a big, I don't really see the need for a scoreboard. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, there's the, the the toilets, which we have already discussed. Um, and what was the other one? This, oh, the PA system. I think that's I think that's that's good now. Is there any other things that were said that need to be done? Um, no, I mean, there was no PA system for the women's game on Saturday, but I guess that will come up in last time as opposed to this podcast. It will. What do you mean no PA system? There was no PA system on Saturday. Well, it, there was nobody. There was no PA system, so the teams were never announced. There was a. There was. Um, there was a hat. There was a, um, an underage team on the pitch at halftime parading the trophy. Nobody knew who they were or what the trophy was. Um, so basically, there was no. There was nobody operating the PA system, so we heard nothing. We got no attendance uh, figure, anything like that. You know. I will say about the women's game. The stream was shocking. Was it? It was. Yeah. I actually had to watch it on IPTV. 
to see you to did wait, not wait, wait, wait to see if the same thing was happening, if it was my broadband or not. That's the way you check it, like. I want to see if it was skipping. And so um, you, you Shame on you, Mullins. How dare you watch it on IPTV? You're stealing I, from the club. You're the, you never, you never. I was watching it on the official stream, and what I kept doing is every five minutes it would skip back t- ten seconds. I said, "This is obviously <gasps> my broadband." Rebooted, same thing happening. Tried it on hotspot, same thing was happening. Tried an IPTV, true hotspot, true my own, true VPN, same thing happening. So it was a stream. <sighs> Wow. Uh, right, okay. Um, a decade was and that, there. That, 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 that proves there probably wasn't a thousand people watching it. Yeah, yeah. There wouldn't have been. So no. it wouldn't have been. Mm. Because, on this now day, I don't know. It's just a mess. So can, somebody, can one of you technical experts tell me, so how come the stream is so good for the UCD game <laughs> and so bad for the women's game? Unless they increase bandwidth or something, I don't know. But only Corksley can answer that question. Okay, well, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. We'll keep an eye on that one. Keep an eye on that one. Um, so he's a oh, wrong, wrong one. Jesus. Oh, the fans football update. Right, Colin Porter is still atop of the table after three weeks. He's the third week on top. Um, he's across. He's actually top of the Total League and the National League on three hundred and fifty-two points. Adam Phelan. Should be feeling content in second uh, with 328 mm-hmm. points. Dan moves up the table into 18th position now on 283 points. Uh, one place, you're, he's above, he's on top of boring King Coleman. Uh, Eileen goes down the table uh, slightly to 29th uh, in 43rd with 251 points. It's Mr. Wayne Mullins. Decky is up his rear uh, in 48 <laughs> on 244 points. <laughs> I'm on 64th place now with 228, but I get a moral victory over Chris Martin in 71st <laughs> with 194. And Brian Toomey <clears throat> is bottom of the table in 73rd with 136 <clears throat> points. I think he did miss the first Ass couple bitch. of weeks there. So. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of time, though. Don't worry about that. Um, and um, Dan, did you write that? Yeah. Can you read it as, as a... Horse? Do you know what now, Dan? Do you know what now, Dan? I think you should do the update. <clears throat> Fancy football this week, Dan. Well, you're welcome back, and we're here live with Totap here on the League of Ireland Fantasy Football. Colin Porter ahead across both Totap and National Leagues on 352 points. Adam Phelan should be feeling content in second with 328 points. Dan moves up the table again into 18th position on 283 points, one place behind Boring Key and Coleman. Eileen Ring falls down the table slightly to 29th. In 43rd with 251 points, Mr. Wayne Mullins. Decky McCormick is up his rear, and not for the first time, in 48 on 244 points. Damien Sreenan in 64th place with 228 points, but he gets the moral victory over Chris Martin in 71st with 194. And Brian Toomey bottoms out the table in 73rd with a 136 points, but we reckon he's missed a week or two. Well, well done, then. Well done. Can I just uh, can I ask what accent is that? Uh, the generic Sky Sports <laughs> English oh, accent. Uh, right, race in UK kind of thing. Okay. Do do you use that accent when you're doing the horse stuff? Never. Thank God. 
Does <laughs> anyone? Ah, look, they brought the young fella in for the for a day. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really good. I thought it was very good. I, I thought it was very good. I thought it was very good. We're going to take a break. We, uh, do you want to pick up an 19 leads and call me watch or like that before we move on? No? Yeah. No? Very good. Yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a look at the Sligo match. And um, we will have the MVP from last Monday as well against Shamrock. See you in part two, Toe Tapper. Hey, Toe Tappers. Become an elite supporter of your favourite podcast by signing up to our Patreon. One, two, for as little as two euro a month, you can help us to continue to bring you all your favourite Cork City FC news and fun. Imagine life without Lean Bossen. Imagine not hearing Commie Watch. Well, it's time to stop being a tight arse and sign up to one of our five tiers. Each tier has different perks for you. Click the link on totap.ie or head to patreon.com forward slash totap. We're broke and poor and need your hard-earned cash. Welcome back to part two, Toe Tappers. Uh, Sligo, Sligo, Sligo. Sligo 2, Cork City 2. Jonas Hackett in getting a goal in the 80 minutes header from a set piece. Rory Keating getting a goal, which none, no one in the ground thought was in. I can tell you. That's why you can, if you hear there's a massive delayed reaction because uh, it looked wide uh, in the ground until it rolled across the back of the net. And then we were two up on the 63rd minute. Anna Clancy got one back on the 79th and Max Mata in the 93rd minute with a penalty. We had 26% possession, six shots on target. Uh, it leaves us in the table on five points. And uh, so you think we're in, are we in six, six, didn't it? Six place on five points. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we didn't finish the pod last week when we finished four all with, Shell, uh, with Shamrock. There's a difference. Is there a difference in this two, uh, these, this lot, this draw than the Shamrock game win? We panicked in the end, didn't we? Like, I, I do think Corkin's a great keeper, right? Problem is, doesn't come for crosses. And in both games for the last 10 minutes, they were just pumping in swingers into the box, knowing the keeper would not come for them. So it's a 50-50 between the defender. Maybe it's 70-30. And I think there lies a huge issue. And I think that um, when you know that the keeper's not coming for a cross, you can just pump the ball in and either get a corner or it'll be clear to one of your players to knock back in again. And I think that's where we were let down. Not by the keeper. I'm not going to say he's a good keeper, I think. But... Unless he comes across, like he's six, he's five eleven, six foot, still jumping with his fist, he can be higher than taller than the rest of the players. Unless the player is six foot five or six foot six, so I think that's where we kind of not were let down, but I think that's where we kind of faltered tactically. Um, so Hackenden came in, obviously. So Aaron Bolger was injured, so Keen Coleman moved into mid. Uh, Ethan Varian started uh, instead of Keen Bargery. Um. But the question, I suppose, Declan, like the fo- so we in the four all draw against Shamrock Rovers, mm. we were okay with the point there. Absolutely, we were okay with both points. I think, like, I, I, I was okay with both of them because we were they were unexpected. But even though we were two 0 up with ten minutes to go, did you not feel like it was a kind of, a, you know, did you, you see we took Keating off and Rovers was that, that was that was just a kind of we should have won beat won that game, but I can see why it was a draw. Sligo. I think two long trips on the road, they're going to get tired. Uh, he made a few changes, and sure, Kresic was off at half time, so Bargary was back on again. So, where does a. F- I, I, I don't think there's a fault there. I don't think this. Like, remember Tommy Dunn is 10 years ago now. 
every minute, last minute of the game, we were conceding. And it was just a disaster. I think this is different. I think we're getting chances. Yeah, we're conceding, but it, it's easily fixed, I think. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a case, an issue of players bottling it. Tactically, I think we need to be better. They're all set pieces. This is the thing. They're all five, set pieces. So yeah, so five of the six goals that we conceded against Shamrock Rovers and Sligo were set pieces. And no one's at fault. Like I'm not saying Corkin's at fault either. I'm just saying tactically, I think we just didn't know what to do. There should have been something different, you know, whether it be come for a cross. Do you know to see what happens? Like it's just I think it was just an anomaly two games in a row. We won't do it a third time. Do you agree, Declan? Mm, like I don't agree that nobody's at fault if you concede five of six goals from set pieces um that makes no sense to me i mean set pieces are easy defendable either you're you're defending man to man or you're defending zone whichever it is you choose everybody has a defined role knows their role so if you concede from it some, somebody's at fault somebody somewhere is at fault either your goalkeeper's at fault a defender is at fault somebody has not picked up the man they were supposed to pick up somebody's not marking the space they were supposed to be. you know just when you can see from set pieces, somebody's at fault, generally, you know. Um, like, to me, 76 minutes of the game against Sligo Rovers the other night was almost perfection. It was almost perfection. As an away performance, we were 2 nil up. It was so close to perfection. Sligo hadn't had a shot on target. We were controlling the game. They had, yes, Sligo had had lots of possession. But they hadn't troubled us. They hadn't bothered us at all. And we concede one goal from a set pace, from a set piece, from a corner. And we just fall apart. Like we went into full on panic mode. And it was like, what's the wording? Like we didn't deserve, like we still deserve to win the game, I thought. But you had a sense it was coming. You had like from the minute they got the first, there was this sense in the air that they were going to get the second. No. The second is, look, it is what it is. And, and you know, we can talk about it all night long. But the fact of the matter is they got two goals in, in that space of time. I mean, when Tundeo Walabi, um took a shot in the, seven, I think it was the 76, 77 minute, and it just went wide at the post, you know. At that point, the game stats were City at that stage had 12 shots, six on target, two off target, four blocked and three corners. Sligo had had eight shots, none on target, six off target, two blocked, three corners. We finished the game with that stat line, okay? Um, Sligo finished it with... We interrupt this pod to let you know that the next couple of stats by Declan are incorrect. He says... Sligo had 18 shots with 6 on target. It was 18 shots with 4 on target. Can you do one of your voiceovers and pop it in there saying Decky mixed up City 6 on target with Sligo 4 on target, etc, etc. 18 shots on goal, 6 on target and 10 corners, you know? So in that last... So so they had 10 shots on goal and 6 on target. in, In that last 10 minutes. You know, in that last 10 minute phase, you know? Um, well, 10 minutes, say 12 minutes plus five minutes at a time. So say 15 to 17 minutes. They had 10 attempts on goal with six on target and scored twice. Like that's, that's it's as a statistical line, that is an absolute nightmare. And it happened because we panicked. There was no structure. I think there was no structure to what we were trying to do. Like 
it was just we weren't clearing balls we weren't trying to find Owalabi we were just closing our eyes and belting the ball wherever we could you know which inevitably meant it comes back now Colin has spoken a lot and he spoke about it after the Shamrock Rovers game about keeping the ball and using the ball better and 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 controlling the game by controlling the ball all that went out the window in that last 10 minute phase as well against Sligo Rovers as I said it was just blind panic kick it where you can clear it where you can is that is Everybody that, is that was, inexperience is it nerves and inexperience do you think I think it's a bit of both but I think it's also a lack of a player or two who can put their foot in the ball and just calm the whole thing down I guess yeah then I guess that that comes with experience um but, you well, but I think we, I think we did have those players and we took them off. Like, I think Kresic, Healy and Keating are three players who could do that. We were there and we were like kind of going, Jesus, let's, why is Robbie Keating coming off? Why is Kresic off? What, you know, why, but here, why, no, okay, I, don't, but, I don't understand. Obviously, there's a football reason for it. But for, from us, you're, you're talking about three players that can do that. Or you're talking about players who can do that. And it looked to us as those, those players were gone off the pitch. Well, I tell you, one of the things I think is we went 2-0 up in Sligo with 20 minutes to go and Colin Healy thought, I can take my centre-forward off who has played every minute of the season so far. We've had back-to-back away games and I do need him to start again next Friday night. I can get 20 minutes rest into this guy because I'm 2-0 up and I fully expect us to see out the game. And I don't see I don't see much wrong in that thinking, to be honest with you, you know? Um like we went into the game without Bulger, without Coffee. Um, Dara Crowley came off injured. So it's going to be interesting to see who we have available against Shelburne. But I do think a part of it is, and I don't want to harp on the stuff I brought up already, is a lack of numbers at the back. You know, only three players have played every minute of the season so far. And those three are Ali Gilchrist, Josh Honahan, and Kean Coleman. You know? And it's simply because we don't have we don't have bodies. We have nobody else to play left back other than Josh Honan. We have four centre halves at the club, and all four started in Sligo. Josh started left back. Jonas and Ali Gilchrist started as centre backs, and Keen Coleman started in centre midfield. So we can't rotate guys. We can't give guys minutes. We can't get rest into them, you know. And that is going to catch up with us. It's inevitable it's going to catch up with us when we get those kind of minutes into guys' legs. I think the other night against Sligo, as you say, yeah, look, we could have done, yeah, maybe Matt Healy, but who knows? Maybe Healy had a knock. He's coming back from a knock, you know? I still think you're 2-0 up. I look to, and here's the other thing is, we did this all last year. We got ourselves ahead and we defended the 18-yard line. And Colin has spoken openly about it and believes you should be able to do it and the players are good enough to do it. And we did it all last year. It only backfired on us once and that was the night away in Galway when we could have won the league when we were 1-0 up and we lost 2-1. But you guys will remember two trips to Waterford where we went ahead and we did it. And the second one, remember, Waterford scored in the last minute. Their only shot on target in the game and we went up and got the penalty and and Keating put it away and we won the game. So we did this isn't this isn't new. This isn't new for Cork City. This is what we did last year. The problem is we're doing it against better teams with better players and better goal scorers, etc. And we're starting to get found out a little bit in terms of our defensive capabilities at the moment, which I don't think are quite where they need to be, to be honest, you know. Yeah, look, I suppose 
the, the Dan, does it feel more like a loss than a draw to you? No, uh, I think I think most people would have taken the draw before going up there. Uh, from what I've seen in Sligo, though, they looked a poor enough side, so I was fairly confident we could have, should have got the win. Um, yeah, we just kind of invited pressure onto ourselves the whole time, much like the Shamrock Rovers game, and once that first Sligo goal went in, it was like mm. the players were getting Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah. To, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and do you know, look, I, I was up there, and... The atmosphere over the crowds, the minute that first goal went in, we knew what was going to happen. We, we, you could just, you could feel it in the air, you know, you kind of. You could hear it on the stream from the Cork City fans. They were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and can I just say credit to the City fans? I mean, they sang, um, They sang, uh, to be fair, I know the song goes, it's the corner boys making all the noise. And they did. They caused, um, there was um, massive, um, they were brilliant uh, all night. I do have to apologise uh, to one fan uh, who... When Rory Keating You say your best When you score lots of goals Have to play it uh, When he scored, he slid over I ran towards the barrier, obviously And this chap next to me also ran And as I went out, I put my hand I knocked him onto the pitch He fell onto the pitch And got dragged out of the ground um, So I do <laughs> He was looking up at me. He was on the ground like this. Uh, and that was totally my fault. Um, so if the, <laughs> there was, it was pandemonium um, when, when, Ke- when Keating scored uh, that second goal. Um, and as I said, the, the, it was such a, if you listen to the stream, we all thought it was gone wide. It just looked like it was gone wide. The next thing it kind of, you see going across the back of the thing, it was like, and, then, and that's what happened. So I do apologize uh, to Brian. I believe his name is Brian. I'm sorry. Um, that you were thrown out but let's face it you only missed the bad part of the game uh, so sorry about that Brian um, Tunde 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 what's, this, what's the comment there Dickie? Tunde um, Dickie do you want to talk about t- Tunde? No I just there, I saw I saw a comment there on the um on the dock that says um, Tunde isn't, f- not Tunde not firing like we hoped. And I just wrote in after it, bullshit, and signed it. Um, what's I, worse, I, pointed yeah. this out, I pointed this out last week that I felt there was a moving towards a finding using Tunde as the um, scapegoat for things. And it, it, it exploded this week after the game. And I rewatched that game, right? Tunde Owalabi is not Rory Keating. They're two very different types of players, two very different types of strikers, right? If you want to lock long, if you want to knock long balls into the air and look for somebody to win them and control them and back into the centre back and, and occupy them and do all those things, Rory Keating is your man. Rory Keating is brilliant at that. He runs the channels, he does all those things fantastically well. Tunde Owalabi is a play on the shoulder of the last defender run into space and knock a ball in behind for him to get onto, right? That's not what we did. As I said, it's not what we did. We didn't come close to it. We didn't come close to it. And I see all these guys go, oh, Tunde is this and he's rubbish and he's that and he's the other thing. He couldn't hold it up. Messi himself couldn't have held up the balls that we were knocking up there on Saturday night. Like Genuinely, like, you couldn't go back and look at it You're right, again, yeah, like, you're right. This, this stuff has just been toe-poked anywhere. 
There was, you know, the one opportunity Tunde was, was the shot I mentioned was a ball was played up. Farian won the header. Tunde was onto it, beat the centre back to it, then stood the centre back up, got round him and put a shot inches wide at a post. That's that was the only chance. And I just I genuinely don't and people go say, Oh, it's because you put out the shout to sign him and what. It's not. But I'm not slating a guy after six games <laughs> in which he played um two seconds here now. Let me just pull this up. But, but, but um, we're not slating him. But no no it, if listen, Keating, he, you're right. If, if Keating if Keating weren't top scoring the league, right? Oh well, I would be starting. You can't expect a player mm. to be firing on all cylinders not playing games. So he did he can't a, expect, he won't be match fit. He's not he's not sharp. But we get yeah, that. J- j- what we noticed was that he didn't really seem to be closing down. He was kinda of, when, when their defenders had the ball, he was gonna send them back in, you know, kinda of waiting and stuff. And that's I think that's the criticism that he got in that he wasn't pressing. Um but, when but he Damien, was on it, six you know? games. If, if you're if you're if you're a lone front man and you press on your own, it's no good. Because I go to the if I'm a lone man and I go to the full back He's going to play to the centre back, and I'm caught in no man's land. If you're going to press, you have to press as a three or a four, and there's no way we were pressing as a three or a four. So therefore, I'd imagine Tunde is told to stand back and be that first line. I mean, a lot of Tunde's starting positions late in the game was halfway inside our own half. He's cutting off the crossing, and crossing just, lanes. Yeah, and I just yeah, yeah exactly. And I thought just, it was just I, like I, I've, he's, I've no issue with him. He he came on he. I know, but I'm just saying. Uh, and then you're right. He, he would have. Little Messi wouldn't have been able to do all that himself. I know that. You know, he played Can 81 I... minutes in the first game. Since then, he's played 10, 18, 0, and 23. You know, I thought ton, the insight into how Tony Olabi plays the game was the opportunity he created. Was the opportunity he created for himself off the variant header, where he just put a just just wide. I think the rest of it is that's not his game. It's not suited to his game. And I would argue that when Tunde comes on, everybody else has to recognise, including the management, have to recognise that if we're putting Tunde on here, we have to change things up and play slightly differently. And Sligar was so high up the pitch at that stage. There was decent, there would have been decent opportunities for somebody to put their foot in the ball and play a nice ball over the top and turn the centre halves and leave Tunde running behind him. We didn't do that once. And you've pointed out Matt Healy was on the bench. He's probably the one who would have the passing range to do it. So, look, my argument is that Tunde was put in a position where it's almost impossible for him to do anything, you know? And if that shot is a couple of inches on the other side of the post where three went up, Tunde is the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know? So, look, swings and roundabouts. The, the extra argument, time, anyway, we... Know? We caused the extra time ourselves. Uh, I think Mahila went down um, at one stage and uh, yeah, didn't look like he was too injured. Daniel Kresic, lads. Um, so he, since, uh, yeah, since yeah, 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 the great Kresic. But, no, but no, what I'm saying is that he play, has played since he since the start of season 30 minutes, 9 minutes, 59 minutes, 64 minutes and 46 minutes. Is he just not fit? I'd imagine that's what it is, yeah. I didn't okay. see anything he did wrong on um, yeah, But that's what I'm saying. I, I like, you know, that's... I'd like to see a lot more of him. Like he's, geez, I he's, think he's got the potential to be serious quality. Um, and do you know who was quite good? Uh, obviously, Josh Hohenhen, I think, is an absolute rock. Dan, who was your like? Did anyone stand out to you, Dan? Dan, well, just let's just ask Dan something. Uh, Keating, Keating works his socks off as normal. To be fair, uh, this season, Hacking impressed me. I just think for that Sligo goal, kind of looking back on it, he did let his man go, and that was kind of his only downfall. Dan, is it very cold where you are? Because I just saw like coming out your mouth. No. Oh my god, are you freezing? No, actually, I'm actually. Great. He's in. He's in the shed again, everybody. 
wie sind die Shit? Uh, not the shit in front of us, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a little bit of. Mm, to, at the end of the game, there's a few fans made their. They were upset and started shouting at the, the players as they were coming over. Uh, were they drinking? Um, they um, I, were I they heavily drinking? Actually, I, I don't actually know. I don't think. I don't, I don't think so, but I mean, Ali Gilchrist looked as if, like, what? They were drinking. Keen Coleman, Coleman came over and, like, he, no, that fan was dragged away, but he was he was upset that we had thrown away, you know, that, that there was a two-goal. Um, but look, yeah, possibly drink. I, I, I actually don't think he was. There was Anyway, a lot of the fans told him, Jesus Christ, will you stop? Uh, you know, we, we, we give him our own applause. Again, yeah, if someone told before, like, if someone said we would take two points from both games, you, you would have... Here's a question. Would you have rathered two nil all draws or a 4-4 four, four and a 2-2? Two, two? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like... Yeah. We could do this all Johnny C style football, win a game, draw yeah, a game, lose a game, and be bored after our games. Or I'm excited to go to the game on Friday. I can't wait. And I guarantee well, it'll be a jammed house because of these score lines. And this is what this season is a rebuild. We shouldn't be aiming to being third, fourth, or fifth. Let's get the crowds in, get nice football playing, and let's stay up. But That's we're playing counter attacking football at the moment away per- from home. Perfect counter attacking football, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Decky, you had your finger up there for a second, didn't you? I just laugh at it's perfect counter attacking football until it comes to defending in the last 10 minutes, you know. And well, that's what counter attack football is exactly that when the ball is turned over, you counter attack, yes. But that's we the point. You, 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 you don't, yeah. When we did get to counter, counter, it was absolutely perfect. You could see from a absolutely. shot ratio, our and our passing, like our passing, we're on 27% with 27% passing. So my point is that it was perfect counter-attack. Defence is a completely different coaching system, whatever. Counter-attack, perfection. But we stopped counter-attack. We stopped, but we stopped counter-attacking with, geez, we stopped counter-attacking in Sligo with 20 minutes to go. We stopped counter-attacking. You had to counter-attack in, 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 with, the, with the correct players on the pitch and the correct players weren't on the pitch. So you had to change the style. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. But that's that's my point. Is that when we do change the style, we just we we're, we're collapsing. We can't do it. But then it's not counterattacking football. You know? Okay. Anyway, yeah. we're on five points after five games. Um, with that run of games, I think uh, people were look. You know. Um, okay. Let's let's see what the fans thought. So here's a penny for your thoughts. A nickel for a kiss. A dime if you tell me that you love me. That's, I really like that song. Can I just say that? Uh, okay, um, Brian Cotter said, two very good performances this week by the lads, but you must see out games. Four points dropped in a week with two goal leads both times. Uh, could be costly by the end of the season. Cheese said, never a penalty, but we got we deserve for sitting so deep. Stephen Burke, it's been a good week getting five points on, bo- on the board, but it could have been a whole lot better. I hate, hope conceding these late goals doesn't become the theme for our season. Chris Miller says, need to stop inviting pressure on ourselves trying to see out the game. We could have kept in Sligo as we were the better team and could have avoided being shafted by nonsense penalties. Conor O'Brien, penalty were very, very, very soft. Tunde is a head down merchant. Zero Awareness of what's around him. Keating has nothing to worry about in terms of competition for his place. Um, Aiden, Aiden Hurley said, why take Keating off with 20 minutes to go? Also have to stop sitting deep when we go two goals up. Dave Crowley said, need an experienced head in defence midfield to see out these games. Defending corners are almost giving me a heart attack. Positives are the attack and we look good. We're having attacking corners. Roy O'Sullivan said, could look at us as two points gained away from home against opposition that we would have taken a point against each game before the games. We need to close out games, especially when two up. Anthony O'Sullivan. 
defending too deep when ahead. Good penalty again, but last 10 minutes leaving us down. Never a penalty. That being said, would have taken a draw ahead of it. Dunnocks, ridden rock solid. Uh, Bob O'Flaherty said Max Matter, one of the best divers in the league. The so-called foul was at least two feet. It's outside the shagging box. Uh, Dunnocks obviously said wrong diver there, kid. Billy Dorney, being honest, a point would suffice. Will suffice. We were bait after Tala. And remember, we have a small squad. So personally, I'm very proud of the lads' tiredness and a dodgy decision on Didos. Doc Revan, if you told me a week ago that we've gotten five points out of the last three matches, I would have been thrilled. Now I feel like we've been cheated by not having nine points out of them. Um, and Pontifex said, wow, I said this verbatim last night. TD Orquans, we are starting to compete. Should stay well clear of relegation if we keep this up. Very small squad, though, a long way to go. Uh, Gareth Boy Barry on LOI TV uh, said the ref's first game in the League of Ireland was his first game in the Premier Division or League of Ireland. All the penalty was a disgraceful decision. Uh, someone said, uh, Kieran, Kieran Burke said uh, it wasn't his first game. Uh, he did Dundalk versus UCD. Thought he was poor that night personally as well. Uh, who else have we got? Uh, that goes on for a while. Pa- Patrick, I'm loving that we're attacking and trying to win games. Two good points away from home, although obviously disappointed dropping points from winning positions. View from the cross, again, sat in and invited Rovers onto us after going 2 0 up. Uh, Tunde's not up to it. The sooner we get Murph back in, the better we need a keeper to command the box. Perry Johnson, two games in a row dropping points. Uh, Jamie Foley says negative football once you went two goals up. Absolutely shocking once again, defending Park the bus. That seems to be the, the yeah, look, I mean, it kind of went down. Uh, and Chris Martin um, put up a gif of referees for Decky. That was kind of the, you, you, a lot of people annoyed, you know, couldn't hold it, defended too deep. Anything you thought was a bit strong there, lads? Um, uh, well, I've mentioned the Tunde, Tunde one was a bit already. strong, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, just okay. on Arnold Hunter and the referee, just so people know. Um, that wasn't his first game. Somebody said it there. He did. He did the, or sorry, the Dundalk game on the opening night. Just said that. He, he yeah, and he also did shells versus bows. Um, he's okay. a he's a he's a ref a long time in the north. He's a UEFA ref. He's regularly refed in European competition, um, not Champions League, but the one the Europa League and the the Challenge League or whatever it's called, the, the Thursday night cup. Um, so we're not talking about it. You're not you're not you're not talking about You're not talking about an inexperienced referee here, lads. It's just he moved associations. He moved from the association in the north to the FAI in the off season and he's now an FAI referee, but he's not an inexperienced referee by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. No um right, okay. Anything Dan, do, do you think anything was too strong? Do you agree with everything there? Are you, are you, are you okay, Dan? You look I'm happy out. I'm happy out. He's happy out, everybody. The other three amigos MVP. Okay, MVP. Let's just go back to last Monday first against uh, Shamaravaravas. Um, Dara Crowley got the MVP for that one. Okay, so I did have it up there while ago. I seem to have lost it now, but I know Dara Crowley got the five points. We'll go back and check that. But Dara Crowley got MVP last Monday. Dan, as a fan that were up there, up there last Monday, did he deserve MVP? Uh, definitely that goal alone. That absolutely would have taken it anyway, in my opinion. That goal that was ruined for me because I was told what was going to happen before it actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Um, this week's MVP, anyway. Um, four choices went up. Um, four choices went up. Ali Gilchrist, um, Rory Keating, Jonas Hacken, and Kevin Kostovich. Um, clear winner on this one, 61.6%. Rory Keating get another five points. Uh, he is definitely the, the, the early leader in the MVP. Might be an awkward um, presentation in the year. <laughs> 
you know. You shake. Anyway, yeah. So, um, Ali Gilchrist getting one point and Jonas Hacken and getting. I, 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 do you know what? Sixty-one percent. I, I would have thought. I, I, I would. I didn't vote for Rory Keating in this one. I can tell you. You know, I know he played well, but I, lads, Ali Gilchrist was a rock at the back there most of the night. Yeah. Look. Anyway. Uh, so that's that MVP and Penny for your thoughts very quickly very quickly I've been jacking off with Decky his favorite player is Jack Doherty what else can he do he wants to jack off with you Decky um, Cove were playing uh, at the weekend they won 3-0 was it? They did. They won 3 0 in you, Limerick against Tracy, yeah. Okay, I wasn't supposed to tell you. We had a microphone in your sitting room oh while this game was Lord. on. Lord. <laughs> oh my God. Let's take a listen. Let's have a listen. This possessed here is Dark. He's onside, but he takes this one through. Is it going to be two for Ramblers? It is. Jack Darty with his second of the season. And he. Held the offside line very well. True yeah. ball, Tommy. Yeah. And O'Donnell gives this one away. And is Doherty going to punish 3D again? He is indeed. He gets a second of the night. A third for Cozandos. And O'Donnell uh, just giving the ball away there as he came out. Oh, God. <laughs> so, we, we didn't... <laughs> we, we know what you thought. It's fine. Um, so, just a... Just tell D thanks for letting, allowing us to install that um, microphone uh, while you were watching the match. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> I've been jacking off with Dave. His favourite player is Jack Doherty. What else can I do? He wants to jack off with you. Anyway, thanks for that, Dick. Just v- yeah, we've got uh, Friday night toys. against yes, Conway because I know you're we not have a microphone this. as well. a camera. <laughs> we have a camera going in this time, actually. So just, just, uh, just be careful, okay? We've camera. Well, I'll be in Turner's um, Cross while the game is on, so I don't know what you're going to be videoing here. D- anyway, Decky, we, 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 before we, we we go from the jacking off with with, with Decky part, um, tell us, tell us about Cove, Queenstown, Queenstown. What's to say? The big game now against Conway Friday night. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Big game Friday night. <laughs> Same time as the Cork City game, which is a bit of a bollocks, to be honest with you. But sure, look, it is what it is. Like There was a plan in place to go to Turner's Cross first and then go down to Cove for the, their kickoff at quarter eight. But that's gone out the window now. So. You're becoming a, are you becoming a bit of a fan, Declan? No, but there was media stuff to do. We could have done, like, we would have got a lot of access in Cove on Friday night after the car. You know, we would have had access in Turner's Cross and then go to Cove. <laughs> and we got a, we, we would have got access as well. We might have caught up with JC and we might have been able to talk to Shane and maybe even Jack Darty, you know, but it's out the window now anyway. So we'll have to make two with this. So we caught up with Shane Keegan earlier on today and had a word about the game Friday night, you know. Shane, last time we spoke, you kind of slightly bemoaned the fact that you were heading into two away games on the back of a very good performance against Wexford in Coleman's Park. But as it turns out, those two away games have yielded four points. What's your view on the game and what's your view on the two away performances since we last spoke? Um, in terms of the two away performances, yeah, look, they, we, we've done very well to pick up four points from the two games is, you know, exactly what we would have wanted, really. Um 
to stay unbeaten and, and pick up the two clean sheets. Look, we've maybe had a little bit of an element of luck within those games. I don't think we were at our best up in Longford. In fact, we definitely weren't at our best. It was our poorest performance so far. And we rode our luck a bit in the first half. You know, we improved dramatically in the second half to such an extent that the the Y Scout XG stats show that we actually had far clearer chances and, and probably should have actually won the game despite not playing well up there. Um, and then the second one, the three he won again, to be fair, like there was very, very little in that. I know that sounds strange at 3-0, um, but I would think we maybe had three to four goal scoring chances in the game. They had three to four goal scoring chances in the game. And thankfully, we were we were pretty clinical in ours, whereas they will, uh, they'll be a bit annoyed that they probably weren't a bit more clinical and, and that uh, our defenders and, and goalkeeper made some brilliant kind of last-ditch tackles and saves. So look, it's it's a great position to be in. It's extremely, extremely early in the season, so it is. So I don't think anybody will be getting overly carried away. And then just on team news, Shane, um, obviously Wilson Mouwery was out because he's on loan, so I presume he can't play. Any other injury concerns heading into the game? No, uh, we're doing quite well on the injury front at the moment. Um, look, as you said, Willie is, is, is out, unfortunately, given the, the terms of the loan agreement. Um, but after that, we're we're pretty much nearly at full health. Um, Conor Drynan was probably the only one that uh, was still out last weekend, and I would really, really hope that we could potentially get a full week's training into him. Um, and, and he could possibly maybe feature in, in the match day squad on Friday night. And finally, the beard. You said on OTP on Saturday that um, the beard wasn't going to be shaved or cut off until such time as he lost the game. I presume you're not planning on having to shave it off on Friday night or Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, the beard, the beard thing is a bit, a bit of crack. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd normally give the I'd normally give the beard a little bit of a trim every every Friday, um, but. Uh, I didn't purposely not trim it after the after the first game, and next thing I rolled into the second game, and we were uh, we'd got another we'd got another good result. So I says, "Oh, here I might leave this for a couple of weeks." And uh, listen, fingers crossed. In another month or two, I'm gonna start looking like a member of Easy Top. All going well, and if if I do, you'll you'll see a big broad smile on my face. But look, uh, the, the the odds would the odds would uh, indicate that there's a hell of a chance that the the beard trim will be coming out on Saturday. <laughs> Deck, but sure, look, we'll see how that goes. Thanks, Shane. Appreciate it. See you. And uh, is there anything you want to pick up on before we go into that? They're doing well, though. Aren't they? The second in the league. They're flying, like, aren't they? Second flying. in the league with a chance to go top now if they beat Galway on Friday. Oh, nice, nice. Mm. Well, best of luck. Interesting. Best of luck to Queenstown and Jack Doherty. That'd be amazing. Um, anyway, the just to let you know the if you are the. You work in the pharmacy in Wing, and you're you're wondering where all where has all the Vaseline gone, Mister McCormick? Farm, um, pharmacy in Wing, you've high hopes for yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. If you work in the pub, which is also a bookies and the shop, post office and pharmacy um, <laughs> in Wing, um, and you wonder where all the Vaseline's gone, Mister McCormick. your bookies anyway. I don't know about the other stuff. <laughs> See you, Patrito Topper. <laughs> Welcome back to Part 3, Told Upper. Just a few other results around the game at the other night. Um, it was one of the most boring weekends in the Premier Division. Sh- um, Shells and Shams was nil all. UCD losing 1-0 to Drogs. St. Pat's and Bowers uh, was 2-0 to Bowers. Uh, and Derry and Dundalk was nil all as well. It now leaves the league table. Bowers are top on 12. Derry, the only unbeaten left, only unbeaten team in the uh, division now on 11. Dundalk and Sligo ball on 8 points. Uh, with Drogs, City, Shells on five points, Shamrocks on four, St. Pat's four, and UCD, bottom of the table. Our next three games are, of course, this Friday night, 
Uh, sorry, no. Our next three games are St. Pat's away on the 7th of August. We've got the Drugs at home on the 31st. And Shells this Friday night, which we will talk about now. Wayne. Yeah. Tell me about Shelburne. Pat Morley FC. <laughs> Horrible team. Disgusting team. I don't like them. Never liked them. And I uh, hope we batter them. And Damien Duff, sure he's the pennies Roy Keane, isn't he? Um, Wish.com. But, yeah, but I, I think like we're, we might be down a few players next week. Uh, Baldur's mm. obviously out. Um, we don't know about Darryl Crowley. Presage like could be out. So, Keating, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But hopefully we'll batter him. I think it'll be a full house again. Um, again, like, I, I worry about the crosses. I really do. You know, my theory, get the ball in the box and 99% yeah. of the time we're going to score. Like, um, look what we did against UCD. Like, uh, uh, But you see, you can't really be counter-attacking at home. You have to be more on the front mm. foot. Like, So, I think just get stuck in and just give it a go and just batter him off the pitch. Batter them off the pitch. I think so because they're 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 kind of a, a team that are bully and they'd be fucking. You know, I think I think we beat them. Uh, I if, if I would start the same team as last week, pending injuries, and I'd probably put Toby in goal if he was um, available. Okay. Um, so I can tell you that last year, last year they finished seven, forty nine goals conceded in thirty six games. They, Sean Boyd was their top scorer with 11 goals. He actually made a team of the year in the Premier Division. Jack Moylan scored seven. Shane Farrell scored six. Maddie Smith, who was on loan from Derry, got five. Brendan Clark kept eight clean sheets last year, but he's now gone to Galway. And Conor Cairns from Galway has come in. Other ins and outs they bought, they have Tyreek Wilson from Bowes. Uh, Kyle Robinson, who is more of a substitute at the moment uh, from St. Pat's. Uh, Paddy Barrett, who seems to be starting to come in from St. Pat's. And Kean Levy. Uh, is on loan from Reading. He already has one goal. He scored. Uh, he scored in the one 0 win against Boas. Uh, then uh, the only other player scored. It's only scored two goals in their five games, um, which which is which is interesting. They've only scored two. They've conceded uh, three, and they've won one, drew two, drew and uh, two. Formation wise, I tried to go into this, so it looks like when they're away from home, they play five at the back. Um, so they're both their home games. They played four at the back, and their away games they seem to play five at the back. I don't know if has anyone else noticed that. Um, so that's the stats basically on them. They've lost a few players, but um, Declan, go ahead, go smugly, ahead, tell us about smugly De- nodding his head sideways. Go ahead, Deck. Well, firstly, Sean Boyd is out injured anyway. You said top scorer last year. Um, I never said he was going to play. You. He's got an he's got an abductor injury so he's out injured so we can leave his head where it is anyway um uh, look as you said they're the lowest scorers in the league they've only scored two but they actually have the second best defensive record they've only conceded three like we both want to play counter-attack and we both want the other team to have the ball so like we're the home side so i presume the onus is going to be on us to attack them and have the ball and it's not something We've had a lot of, even in the UCD game, <coughs> excuse me, UCD had more possession that game than we had. Um, like one of the interesting, well, might be interesting, maybe not interesting. We, we're only averaging 35.8% possession in games over the first five games. That's a phenomenally low number. I mean, it's a really, really low number. Um, like shells are averaging 46.2%. 
which is, you know, somewhere we should be around that 45%. 35% is a very low mark. But look, we'll get into that some other night now because we're getting getting sidetracked. But in terms of passes, opposition passes, we're averaging, like our opposition are averaging 503 passes a game against us. Shelburne's opposition are averaging 506. The next nearest is 426. So we're two sides who allow the other team to have the ball. The difference is when Shelburne get the ball, they seem to do more with it than what we do. They seem to play more passes and retain it a little bit better than what we do. But then as Scotty said, we're very counter-attacking front to back very quickly and create chances that way. And look, we have created chances and we are tucking them away. So this game, like, I hate Shelburne. There's not a football club in the world I hate more than Shelburne Football Club. They just like oh i don't even want to talk about them really you know um i think they're there they are beatable but they don't concede a lot of goals lads so we're going to have to take the chances that we create and it's one of those games where you feel if you get one you probably won't lose the game if you get two you should win the game 90 percent of the time you know so we have been scoring goals but they haven't been conceding them so it could end up with that attack against defense type scenario all night and it'll be interesting to see then how that would work out you know so yeah i i, I so sean boyd is was the leading scorer last maddie smith seems to be the, the kind of i don't see the focal point at the moment but he, he came in from Derry. um yeah they haven't scored but they're not conceding um but uh, and that's the thing they do tend to play five at the back so it, it does look like they does damien duff like does he shut up shop like and just from the very beginning it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because like we had it with Caulfield, where Caulfield was our top scorer, and you think a guy who spent his life as a striker scoring goals would be very offensive, but his teams mm. were were defensive. Joint. Duff seems to be the same way. Like Duff, amazing player, genuinely amazing player, attacking threat, but he has this setup where they are fundamentally a defensive. Um, they're a sleeping giant lads. They're a sleeping giant. Like no, they're not. No, they're not. Ah, in fairness, I'm going to try and buy Tiger Park. That's good news because I know the two of you were kind of going off from last season. You wanted Tiger Park to be demolished, but it's good to see it ah, being. Yeah, uh, knock it. No, it's good to see that they're getting it back or in the process of. No. Mm. Yeah. Why? There Why? should be one state. There should, there should be one stadium in Dublin being used by Bohemians and, and Don't Shelbos. be stupid. And possibly. I mean, why do you need all these small, manky stadiums littered around Dublin with four and a half, five thousand seater capacity? So you t- put so one how many, decent how many? fucking one decent twelve, thirteen, fifteen thousand seater stadium in there and leave them all use it for Christ's sake. It's common sense, like. So, so you want people <laughs> from Fibsborough and Talla and Drumcondra and in Chakor to all share a stadium? It's so 15 yeah. minutes. It's a 15 minute walk from Talca Park to Dalymount Park. I get that. I get that. I mean, but it's, yeah. So, but it's in different areas where the football fans are based. Do you know what you don't know? Just put it in the dump. Just, just put the stadium <laughs> in the fucking dump. That's Throw it, it in the river. Leave Throw it in the there. river. Throw it in the river and just leave, yeah, them, leave, leave, them, leave them up there. Yeah, you know, I mean. Wayne, your no. hatred for the dubs isn't as strong as Declan's, is it? No, I just hate bows. You hate bows. Mm. Do you hate bows more than shells? Yes. Do you? I do, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Always have. Dave Tilson, 1992. Broke my heart. Okay. I was on the city bench that day, and I still don't hate bows as much as I hate Shelburne. 
Oh, so here we go. The story again. No, I'm not telling it. I'm Do you want saying. to tell your story? No, I don't. Come on. But no, I but, think over the last couple of years, I think bowls have definitely like they've come in and they've just annoyed the shit out of everyone, really, haven't they? Like, I mean, they're yeah. just trying too hard. Like, I mean, with f- like, oh, there's a little, there's a little remote control car coming on. I mean, give us a break. Their f- fucking bench is a bus stop. I mean, come on, like, <laughs> did you see that, like? Yeah, it is. It's you see the TV, the TV gantry is the same as well. Ah, stop. Anyway, look, Jesus, yeah, like, Boas have annoyed the shit out of everyone, but Shells is historical. Oh, it is. You know, they're I think, just, they're, I hate them too. Yeah. I'm saying if you want number one, it's a step. It's a tough one. Uh, no, you know, we do this every year. We ask people to let us know who who is the who is their most hated Dublin club. Um You know, all of them really, like, except St. Pat's. No one even knows who St. Pat's are really, like, do you know what I mean? I forget about them all the time. St. Pat's and UCD Pat's. are the same. They're just irrelevant. You know? Uh, yeah. They're um, irrelevant. Oh, as you said, it's historical with Shelburne. It goes back like 2003 to kind of 2007. That's really when I grew to hate Shelburne. You had, you had Fenlin, you had Bosco Collins. Um, you know, they used to come down twice a year and Bosco gets sent off at least once, like, you know, every time for just exploding on the sideline because they didn't get their own way. You know, and it's kind of something, it's a trait that runs through the club, even to this day. It's just like, we should get our own way. You know, why is everybody picking on us? We shouldn't be, We that shouldn't be a free kick against us. That shouldn't be a yellow card against us. That shouldn't be, re- I mean, there's a sense of entitlement there that's based on absolutely nothing. And to be honest with you, that's that's what has always Yeah, but they're not, they're nothing now. Like, shells are nothing now. Yeah. They are nothing, but they still have the shadow of, of their former self. They they do, off. They'll never are... win anything again. Sleeping giant. Um, as, uh, as anyway, look predictions. Dan, give us your prediction there. Go on, go on, go on let's do it. Uh, one nil to the city. One nil to the city. Declan. Yeah, I was going to go one nil, but I can't go two nil city. So, Declan, Wayne four one hammering, and I'll go with three nil. Um, do we think it's going to be a big crowd down there on Friday night because of the St Patrick's Day full house? You going full house? Although there, there is a few parades starting around three o'clock, which could cause issues for people. What time is the Gold Cup on, Dan? What time does Shetland finish? Uh, Gold Cup is usually half three, last race half five. I tell you, it could, uh, yeah. It could, it could, it could interfere. Um, but look, that's, Parking that's could that. be an issue too. Parking would be a nightmare, I'd say. Um, yeah. Do you know when we were in Sligo, actually, do you know, it's, it's great. Like, they've, they can park in the ground up there. Like, it's just such a... Like some of them, you know, the, I think that they're members of the the B B or or S T. They can park anywhere. I think the club should look at doing some deal with Woody's, you know. And Jesus, it would you would you would you? Oh, sorry, lads, I just ripped my pants off there. Um, would you pay like do you know Wayne? Would you pay fifty quid a year to park in Woody's? I used to pay three quid a go to park in um, Drews last season, last two years. Mm. Perfect. Yeah, hundred percent would. I think I think someone should look into doing some deal with a car park close by and seeing you know make some money. Um, it'd be, it's just a convenience. Um, Wayne, where do you go? Okay, we we've been pushing a hold on this for three weeks. Let's go. Where did you go? Tell us who you're talking about this week. We are talking about Mark Somerville, who was a midfielder, is a midfielder, born in Durham in 30th October 1976. Uh, he was on loan. With Cork City in October 1996, and four played four games, won four games. He was on loan uh, at the time from Middlesbrough, 
thanks to Jerry for the stats on how many games he played, Jerry Desmond. Uh, he played for clubs like Middlesbrough, Bristol City, Portsmouth, Carlisle United, Southmore Sports. He made his Premier League debut against Spurs in 1996. Then he signed for City on loan and scored his first Premier League goal in 2000. Played 51 times for Borough between 95 and 2002. Uh, he retired in 2004 and now is a postman in Durham. And that is Mark Summerbell. Where do you go? Postman Mark, Postman Mark. Um, yeah, very good. There you go. Yeah, you he played him. Premier League for Middlesbrough. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Like, that's times. mad, isn't it? Mm. Jesus. Um, okay, big thank you to our patrons. We're going, we've, this, this week, Chris Crowley won the Patreon draw mug. He won a mug. Uh, he's away this weekend. There's a stag on, apparently. Um, he's giving out that someone had a stag on uh, City versus Shells. Uh, so he won't be allowed to get this week. Also, the jerseys, if you won the jersey, guys, in the thing, I will be organized, be contacting you this week. I'll try and get them to you at the ground on Friday night. Um, very quickly, um, at what point, so questions came in, at what point do we start asking questions about the team's ability to close out matches? Uh, no. Who, give it a round. No, give it a round. Jesus. Okay. Give it a round. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. No. Of course. No, do you, you really want to talk about it? No. No, what I'm saying is you start asking that question now, is what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, th- just, I think after natural. two matches now, I think we need to start looking at it, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. that's it, yeah. 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 I think teams teams are going to know. I think it oh, very harsh, lads. Two away games in five, four days, and you're, you're questioning yeah. why we can't yeah, hold okay. to a two-goal lead? Uh, Come on. I know, but it's just... Oh. Give it another few games. All right. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, mm, um, and what have we got here? Um, do you prefer the Undertaker as the dead man or the biker? Dan? Dead man. That's to be the dead man. The biker was crap. We're going for the Angelus. I remember his brother was in it. Kane. Kane. I, I tell you, that's how Corky Car- the Chief. No, this, this is before this. that. This is, uh, this is before Kane. This is like before. There is only one answer to this. Can you imagine if Corky did come out to that tournament as fast? That would be brilliant. Like, <laughs> all the kids running a mile. <laughs> could, it could be Shelburne dead Friday night cat. if they beat us. Shelburne raised it from the dead. <laughs> Dead cat walking. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, that's that one. Uh, right, last words. Dan, finish. Give us your final thoughts, Dan. Well, it changes to final thoughts, by the way, not last words. Final thoughts. Um, I think it could be a boring enough game Friday, especially after Dicky riddled off his stats there. So I just think we'll just about scrape a win. Okay, uh, Wayne, your final thoughts. I think we're on the brink of something magical this season. And I think we're going to batter him off the pitch. All mm. we got to do is get Kresic on the pitch, get Keating on the pitch. Um, 4-1, job done. My final thoughts before we head to Decky. Um, I'd like to go back to that microphone recording again. This possessed here is Darby. He's onside. But he takes this one through. Is it going to be two for Ramblers? It is. Jack Darty with his second of the season. And he... Held the offside line very well. Through yeah. ball, Tommy. Yeah. Right, so Donald gives this one away. And is Doherty going to punish 3D again? He is indeed. He gets a second of the night. 
a third for Cole Ramblos and Todd. Anyway, Declan, your final thoughts. It wasn't funny the first time. It's certainly not going to be funny the second time. <laughs> yeah. around, We've heard it three times now, Jackie. I played it for the lads before you came on, you know. So I'm sure you did. I thought to you, we probably all had a great laugh. Before uh, yeah, you know. We did. Um, we still are. Yeah, yeah. My final thought, I have a dirty, dirty, horrible confession to make before I leave. <laughs> like I mean I can't this believe be I'm putting good. this I can't believe I'm putting this out publicly like because it will shame me forevermore but as much as I hate them, and I do hate them I I, I like Damien Duff oh you do not you little rat you dirtbag you little you be trying oh yeah you be like trying to get down to your media pass this week is it Fapping no, off no. to Damien Duff, is it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just my dirty You like secret. him as a person, my, like? Yeah. Yeah, as, yeah. Yeah. I like that whole Penny's Roy Keane type persona, you know? I mean, it's it's kind of man after my own heart type of thing, like, you know? Um, so. Fucking yeah. disgusting, McCormick. That's my, uh, you disgust my dirty, me. dirty secret. Dirty secret. You're disgusting. You but know that it's out all. there and it's off my chest. I don't have to carry it around with me anymore, you know, um, and feel the shame and, and, you know, uh, so. I didn't curse the whole thing until I heard this. <laughs> you, you, you did actually, you just don't realise it, yeah. Are you sworn about five times, to be fair. Yeah. I hope you shit your bed. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you get the worst stomach bug tonight and you shit your bed. That's awful. I do. Disgusting. It's actually disgusting. Like, what can I do? I just have to be honest. Just you know, I mean. And who put in the who put in the line there? Is Damien Duff the most dislikable? I bet you it was an unlikable guy in the league. I bet you it was Decky because he wanted to say. No, actually, I guys, I kind of no, like him. No, it wasn't. Him. No, it wasn't. No, I don't operate. Well, he's like the most that. unlikable guy in the league. He is. He is. He is. He's the um. He I is. I don't think so. I think he's. I think he's good. I think he's good for the game, and I think he's actually done a half decent job with Shadows. Ah, could we, right, cut this shit off. Get the, get rid of him. Can I cut him off? Uh, right, that's it, on it. Oh, is that that's someone coming towards your house in a big JCB there now about to knock it down, is it? Or is that just Dan's neighbour using her <laughs> fucking vibrator or something? <laughs> that, that was an Arctic truck passing down the road. Yeah, yeah, she's... she's <laughs> Anyway, that's it. Dan's neighbour. Um, I do apologise. That's allegedly. Allegedly. Um, that's it, amigos. Adios, amigos. Adios. The other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast. <laughs>